What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck, and I am sick. It is not COVID, but I am not <laughs> feeling well. I sound awful. I am in a terrible room. There are a lot of noises around me. So this pod, if I sound bad, I'm sorry. Just deal with it. With that said, we're going to do prop bets. Craig is glaring at me because he's going to have to edit this, and I sound awful. Yeah, if this pod sounds normal and great, that's, that's all That's incredible. Uh, yeah, well done, Craig. Okay, we're going to do prop bets. We're going through the bets we like for this weekend. Hopefully that gives you some insights into how we're feeling about certain players for this weekend. You could use it for start sit. Obviously, you can also use it to place actual prop bets. With that yeah. said, we're obviously going to do it Shark Tank style. <laughs> okay. Also, can we address something to, to the listeners? Oh, yeah, we do. We got a lot this. of tweets. We were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we called it Sharp Tank, Sharp with a P? And we were like, we're not going to do that because Warren Sharp now works with us here at The Ringer. And then everybody was like, Dude, Cousin Sal's pod, they do a Sharp Tank bit at the end of some of their shows. How did you not know that? Uh, listen, we don't know everything. Wait, guys, I was saying very important. I was saying very important. <laughs> People don't own puns. Puns are puns. Everybody thinks of puns, okay? Sal's not the first guy to probably think of Sharp Tank. He's not going to be the last. Wait, also, I was saying important to say, my dad just called me. Should I put him on speaker? Oh, boy. What does he have to say? Hey, Dad, you're on the podcast right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally on the pod right now. We're talking about prop bets. What bets do you like this week, Dad? You, got, you really got me unprepared. Okay, well, that's tough then. Dad, we're going to have to cut you off the line. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll talk to you later. Love you, Dad. All right, bye. All right, well, glad we got that out of the way. Next time, t tell your dad to always have prop bets be ready when you when he's call he you. He generally yeah. does. At all times. <laughs> when it's Thursday, be ready for a phone <laughs> call about prop bets. Oh my, head on a swivel. <laughs> all right, let's just get into it. Shark Tank. First up. Wait, can we say that we are nine for 18 so far this year? 50%. Not good, not bad. Just flip a coin or listen to our pod. Whatever you want to do. Right. Whatever. There you go. <laughs> it's fine. No, actually, we're 10 out of 18, Craig. Oh, wow. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Is it true oh, that that's if you actually, flip a coin, it's... Like the head, one side's heavier than the other. It's technically like fifty point like three percent. I think so. I think that I think tails is more likely to show up because the head side is heavier, so it lands on the bottom. Wow. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Also, we're going to be doing bad QB league later. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't bad forget quarterback league later. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's the head cold. <laughs> okay. All right. You want me to get going? Please. Sharks. Yes. I'm looking for a five dollar investment in my bet that Jameis Winston's going to hit. Is 228 pounds, uh, sorry, under 228 passing yards versus the Patriots. Now, hmm. Winston, week one, 20 pass attempts for 148 yards. Week two, 22 pass attempts, 111 yards. 
you cannot say the man has been ex- he's been terribly explosive so far this year. Um, they're definitely like catering the offense around trying to like make it easy for him, not ask him to do too much. He turned back into Yolo Ball Jameis a little bit last week, which makes me worried that they're going to pare it down even more going forward. And they're playing a very good defense, a multiple defense, a defense that likes to create a lot of turnovers in the Patriots. And so I'm just thinking this is going to be Sean Payton taking things off of Jameis Winston's plate, maybe even getting uh, Taysom Hill a little bit involved here and there, especially in the red zone. Um, So I'm basically just betting the under because I don't think that they're going to be a very heavy volume team here um, passing offense this week. And also the Patriots defense is really good. They held two uh, 202 yards week one. They held Zach Wilson to 210 yards and four picks last week. Uh, Matthew Judon and Josh, Josh Uche are number one and number two in pressure rate through two weeks per PFF. Number one and number two overall in the NFL per PFF. Uh, pressure rate, not total pressures. Um, so anyways, yeah, I just think overall this offense, it's struggling. They're still coming back from having multiple offensive coaches on the COVID list last week. Uh, the offense doesn't have very many difference makers, especially at the receiver position. Jameis, volatile, Taysom. I don't know. What do you guys think? What I don't know what the like you, when people have bad games, they refer to the next game as a bounce back. What's the opposite of a bounce back where you just continue to play terribly? That's kind of how I <laughs> I see Momentum? this going. Jam- yeah. Bounce back, stay. <laughs> ba- it's bounce. neither a bounce nor a back. Uh, uh, well, it's inertia. It's inertia. Actually, it's Newton's second law. It's an ob- it's Newton's second game. law is what it is. I do like this, DK. I mean, well, the weird thing about the Saints is that they have a good O line, but Jameis. Uh, He's been hit at a league high 30% of his dropbacks. Really? Like, he's really not playing well. And they have no targets other than Alvin Kamara for him to throw to. Mm-hmm. We just saw what New England did to Zach Wilson. Uh, 228 feels really low. It's a little scary because a couple big passes <laughs> and he gets there. Right. But who am I to bet against Bill Belichick and bet on Jameis Winston? Right. And Taysom Hill might be playing a lot more after... Jameis just laid a fat egg in, in week two. So for those reasons, Danny Kelly, I'm in. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Wow. Uh, dude, 228 is really low, man. I mean, we just you guys just <laughs> said like Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, because Zach Wilson just had by far the best, the worst quarterbacking of the season, right? Well, he still had 210 yards. So you're telling me that if Zach Wilson, even in the thing where he throws four picks, has 210 yards, Jameis just needs 18 more yards than what Zach Wilson had. I think I am out. I think it's the attempts rate, though, that is much more telling. Jameis hasn't thrown the ball more than 22 times. Also, he had five touchdowns in week one, and he threw for like 150 yards or something. So they're just like very conservative right now offensively. So that's my thinking. But the only thing that worries me about this a little bit is that they get behind and then they have to kind of like play play from behind and like speed things up. But I don't think that's necessarily going to happen in this game because I think the Patriots are going to be looking at kind of the same style of ball where they're conservative, try to run the ball, try and control the clock with their rookie quarterback. They have not opened it up much with Mac Jones so far. So I I feel like this is going to be a sloggy game. Defensive battle. Sloggy. I've never heard that word before. It's going to be a slog. Yeah. It's how you feel right now, Heifetz. You feel feel slog. Your brain's in a slog right now. New Orleans was losing the entire game last time. Jameis had 11 completions. They were down the whole game. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, if you want to parlay something with this, Alvin Kamara over 35 and a half receiving yards. I think he's going to be their number one receiver in this game. That's not my actual official take, but I think that's a good bet. Hi, Fitz, where are you at? I'm out. I'm out. I mean, enjoy. (laughs) I'm I'm totally out. I'm 220 for Jameis. I will. Can I give you guys one? Yeah. Yes, that's that's what the show is. That's what the show is. Okay, well, it's more like it's my. Okay, you know what, you know what, Craig, sloggy. I'm feeling sloggy. All right, dude. All right. Okay. All right. Sorry. Kenny Galladay mm. over three and a half receptions. I like this one. Sometimes we come to you with math. I'm going to come to you with common sense. Did you see Kenny Galladay screaming at Daniel Jones, or sorry, we'll call it Jason Garrett, <laughs> on the sideline last week? Did you see him screaming? Yeah. I think he wants the ball more or yeah. then to suck less. Do you know when he was that game where he was screaming? You know how many catches he got in that game? How many? Three. You know what the over under is for this week? What is Three it? and a half. Squeaky wheel, baby. If we had advanced analytics on like the before after of like when a receiver 
screams at their offensive coach and then whether they get the ball more, I'm pretty sure that Treadline would just be 100%, like diagonal up. Like that's it. The right. odds that like, not to mention that they had 10 days to get this right because they played on Thursday. Basically what this means to fail is Kenny Galladay is nothing would have to change in the 10 days after he screened publicly. Like it's just so obvious to me. I actually think that he gets two catches on their first two drives. No, that's a bet. Did you see the thing where someone was pointing out how in that video where Galladay is screaming at Daniel Jones slash Jason, Jason Garrett, there's a guy just like a trainer or whatever on the sideline, like polishing a helmet or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh my God, just keep polishing, keep polishing, keep polishing. It's like mom and dad are arguing and you're just <laughs> yeah. like doing your homework and you're just like, yep, just, just, just move the pencil. Just move the pencil. Uh, I like this one though. I'm in because number one, I think Kenny Galladay is better than what we've seen. I think he's starting to get on the same page with Daniel Jones, come back from this injury. All these things are trending in the right direction. Um, they are playing Atlanta, who does not have a great defense, as far as I can tell. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm liking all of these. Yeah, 25% target share last week. A fourth of the targets in that game went to Kenny Galladay. He just didn't catch a lot of passes. So I think that bodes well for the future. Maybe I'm just like a Pollyanna, but I ju I'm just kind of in on all these. So for, for, for this bet, Heifetz, I'm in as well. <laughs> He's in a good yeah. mood. Let's do it. Craig's like, Craig just throws these, it's like penny stocks. He's just like, just let me get in on all of them. One of them will buy. $5 bets. Like whatever, sharks. Like I'll give you, like I'll give you my money. Um, <laughs> okay, sharks. Yeah. I'm staying in this game. All right. To piggyback off of our power hour episode on Wednesday that people should check out, talking about the buy low players for week three, Saquon Barkley over 20 and a half receiving yards. I looked at this too. Last week, week two, he didn't have a great fantasy game, but he pretty much saw every down back utilization. He played 84% of the snaps. That's really high. Mm. Not a lot of running backs do that. And he ran 72% of the routes in passing plays. Again, that is really high utilization for a running back, way higher than it was week one. Maybe the touches weren't there. He only saw 15 touches, but they're clearly gearing him up for more and more. They're coming off 10 days rest. Uh, they're a favorite in this game. I think he's going to see the ball a lot. I don't even mind his 61 and a half rushing yards, um, but I like the 20 and a half receiving even more. In all of the games he's played in 2019 and 2020, which is only 14, but in those 14 games, he's had over 20 receiving yards in 11 of them. That's 78% of the last two years of games he's played, he's had over 20 and a half receiving mm -hmm. yards. I, like I think this is a really good bet. I think this is a really good bet. I mean, you know, guys, I was down on Saquon earlier in the year, but like, I do think that week three will be the week that he's, I think this is great, Craig. Remember when he had a 41-yard run and then the rest of the game, his like seven or, seven or eight carries went for negative yardage? That's Yeah, that's every Saquon game. <laughs> this sucks. is one of those things. Like Saquon is a, like a highlight, house of highlight Instagram level player because like he has the one play, but the Giants fans also know how often he just loses yardage. Having said that, the screen game is so obvious against the fact like, Craig, I'm in. I mean, I like this bet too. So yeah. I'll throw my weight around on this one, too. We got ourselves a group chat. Hell Am yeah. I the only one who's even rejected a bet so far? Someone someone on Twitter or in our emails, I can't remember, said that when we have all three, it's a feeding frenzy. Because of the sharks? Because of the sharks, yes. I like group chat. <laughs> Craig, Craig vetoed that. That's fair. Uh, okay, thank you, sharks. <laughs> I hit us, DK. All right, here we go. Sharks. I'm looking for a $5 bet. On hmm. Darnell Mooney over 43 and a half receiving yards this weekend. Justin Fields, ladies and gentlemen, is starting for the Bears. It's the moment we've all been waiting for. Andy Dalton, uh, knee injury. I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, if he's going to be out long term. Matt Nagy has said that this is only a one week thing. We'll see how it goes. I think this is Justin Fields' opportunity to seize the job and run with it, keep it. Darnell Mooney by the way, is one of his favorite targets. This last week, when Fields took over for Dalton, Darnell Mooney had a 36% target share in that offense. Eight targets, six catches, 66 yards. Um, he accounted for roughly half of the team's air yards, so Justin Fields was looking for him downfield. Um, there, was an, there was one play where I think he had a, a deep shot that he probably could have caught, uh, but just glanced off his fingers. Uh, I just think he's going to have an opportunity to create a couple of big plays in this. Justin Fields is a very aggressive downfield thrower. He has a very accurate arm. Um, you know, so I, all things considered, I, I'm excited about this. Plus, I think uh, Allen Robinson, with across from him, is going to probably attract a little bit more attention from the from the Browns' defense. So, um, 
I think Mooney's going to be like have that opportunity to just kind of like sneak behind the defense on a play and, and just get this all in one shot. So, uh, 43 and a half, that feels low to me for a guy with a 36% target share last week. How do you feel about that, Heifetz? Heifetz. <laughs> He's baffled. He's flabbergasted. My concern is just how do you feel about the breakdown between Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney? I mean, I think that Robinson is clear, clearly still the top guy in this offense. But like I said, I think, you know, in, any defense is going to try and take away your best player, or at least the smart thing would do would be to like at least he, have him in the back of your mind. Allen Robinson is just a, a awesome player, multiple Pro Bowler, all that stuff. He's the number one target. But I think Mooney, like I said, Mooney has the ability to get behind a defense. Also, they use him all over the field. It's not just deep shots. You know, they're getting him opportunities in the short and intermediate areas too. So he had a huge opportunity last week. I mean, Robinson dropped the 35-yard touchdown, but yeah. Mooney also had like, I think it was like a third and nine, and Mooney dropped like what would have been a 20-yard gain, which mm-hmm. not blaming him. I'm saying like he almost had a much bigger week, like speaking of the air yards. I guess I'm just concerned that the Bears make it their den against Cleveland with zone read with Montgomery, but uh, I'll go in with you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Craig? I, um, there's, this is a lot of unknowns for me. This is his first game. They're going up against a Browns defense that's not bad. They, they kind of, you know, they even made Mahomes struggle for a little bit. Uh, I this, I think I'm in wait and see mode with Fields. I just want to see what it looks like mm. after one week. I'm not ready to invest my capital just yet. Um, and a guy in his first start with a young player like Mooney. So for those reasons, I'm out. You know what? Actually, okay. Craig convinced me the okay. other way. I want to go back. I'm out. Can you what play that sound hell? in reverse? You Can already you signed a contract. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm suing. I'm suing. Breach of contract. That was a verbal agreement. I waffled in. I'm waffling out. <laughs> Fine. I'm taking my money and... He's feeling sloggy. Gonna do it anyway. I'm slogging. I'm just slogging around. All right, here's a slogger for you. I got a slog bet. Melvin Gordon. That's a slogger. Melvin Gordon over 10 and a half carries. Let's, Interesting. Let's, shout out Adam Leviton for this one. Establish the run. Melvin Gordon over 10 and a half carries. To be clear, he's already hit that each of the two weeks. So that's first up. Second, they're playing the Jets. Like... <laughs> They're gonna. Yeah. They're probably gonna win. They're what are they? Eleven point favorites. I think it's the biggest spread Teddy Bridgewater's ever. Te- if I can speak, slogging. I think it's the biggest spread Teddy Bridgewater's ever had in his career. That but would like, make sense. Any yeah. eleven point favorite is on track to run like twenty five to thirty times. Melvin Gordon's getting an even split. Ten and a half is pretty conservative. It's not like Javante Williams is not dominating the backfield yet. Like this, he's already hit it against. Uh, who the Broncos played, the Giants and the Jaguars. Like, the Jets are just as bad as those teams. So I I, I kind of think this is just, this is a mistake more than anything. Ten and a half is really low. Yeah, another reason I like this is because Melvin Gordon has been dominating the kind of like end zone, red zone rushes. So, I mean, so you don't have to get worried about that. When, when it gets tight and it's a goal-to-go situation, like Melvin's their guy right now. And... You know, th- that could be worth an extra two, three carries a game that he gets over Javante Williams. So, 10 and a half. I mean, the fact that he's already done it twice and they're playing the Jets, this yeah. seems like easy money to me. I'm <laughs> in, baby. Let's ride. There we go. DK? I'm out. I'm out. What? The- what? what? <laughs> You're just doing this to spite me. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's it? No, I mean, is it because I flopped on your last one with a with a fifty fifty split? It still just worries me that that Javante Williams, for whatever reason, is going to get a handful more carries than you're going to miss this. He's going to have like nine or ten, and you're going to miss out on this. I mean, in in today's NFL, guys getting over ten and a half carries, eleven carries is like, especially in a fifty fifty time split, seems like a lot to me. Um, I don't know, it, or it just it doesn't seem like that enticing to me. So I'm out. Well, all right, your okay. loss. Fine. I'm happy to not give up equity in my company to you. If you don't want to believe her, it's fine. I want to take that money and put it on Javante Williams. <laughs> Just oppose him directly. Yeah. <laughs> Short me. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. 
Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Sharks, I'm looking for a $5 investment on the best sleeper of 2021, Mike (laughs) Williams. Over 66 and a half yards. Listen, they're playing the Chiefs. This is easy. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Williams has already had 82 and 91 yards this year. The over-under, 66 and a half. It's the highest game total of the week. Through two weeks of the NFL, Mike Williams is fourth in targets. He's fifth in fantasy points amongst all wide receivers. So all the preseason hype about Joe Lombardi being like, oh, I want to get Mike Williams more involved. It's happening. It's happening. And the, Chief, the Chiefs are allowing a whopping 10 yards per pass attempt. This game totals 55. I mean, 66 yards for Mike Williams. If he doesn't get hurt in the game, I don't see how he doesn't reach this number. <laughs> yeah, that is the worry, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess mean, this it is. is I what, guess. That screwed me over last week. Uh, a couple of my props, both uh, Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry got hurt last week. Screwed me over. So that's the that's always the risk when you have an over. But all that said, I really like this one. I like um, Mike Williams' role in this offense. You talked about how Joe Lombardi basically talked in the offseason about how this is going to be the Mike Thomas role, the Michael Thomas role that he had in New Orleans where you're getting him in the short and intermediate area and over the middle of the field. He's the outlet pass. Um, last year, it was like he's running down the sideline and they're hucking it up. It's like prayer yards for him. And and honestly, that's probably, you know, th- that bodes well for his health because right. I feel like he used to get hurt on those 60-yard kamikaze chucks down the field and he'd lay out for it. Yeah, he's constantly like <laughs> jumping as high as he can and landing directly on his shoulder. Like Mike that Williams, is- <laughs> speaking of Shark Tank, Mike Williams' style basically looks like a shark breaching to like get seals. Like, you know, Shark Week, when yes. they come up out of the surface and they come, like, that's Mike Williams going for a yeah. ball. I mean, and now like he's that. like sitting over the middle in a nice little open zone pocket. He catches the ball, he goes down. It's a little bit more of a long term, safer it's style. It's a bear play. waiting for a salmon. Like, it's just coming right. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good visual. How? Uh, anyways, for all those reasons, was I'm that, Was that sound you? That was a, a bear chomping. chomping on a, that was okay. Was that okay? I thought yes. I was the one making weird sounds. By the way, I, I definitely used to watch those live bear cams from. Uh, oh, I yeah, it's up on the in Alaska. I forget exactly what river it is, but um, man, that's a lot of fun, dude. Now that people are working from home, if you have like a second or a third monitor, like sometimes it is so blissful to just throw up like a live stream of like exactly that, like bears coming out of hibernation and just waiting for salmon. <laughs> on that I do this. I, I'm not even kidding. I do this all the time. It's, I love it. it's the best, but Fat Bear Week. You ever watch Fat Bear Week? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Craig is like, what is that? My second monitor has stats. <laughs> Craig's just grinding stats. It's the third, that's the third monitor. It's like it's always sunny with the cats in the wall. Like, got two monitors. I was thinking a third. I was thinking a fourth. <laughs> okay, right. wait. Sharks, I'm sitting here. Oh, right. Mike Williams. Is that, what, is that how we got from here to there? Because Mike Williams, Bear, Chomp. Okay, I see what yeah. happened. Yeah. I'm in on this bet. Bang. Yeah. Let's ride, boys. We got ourselves a group chat. <laughs> okay. I was wondering how we got from there to here. Okay. DK, speaking of third monitor, third bet. All right, Sharks. I really want you to invest in my dream, which is that Matt Stafford is going to go over 302.5 passing yards this weekend against the Buccaneers. Look, I understand oh. the Buccaneers have a good defense. However, I think this is going to be a shootout. This game is two very good offenses, two very good quarterbacks, um, schematic guys just going back and forth at each other. The Bucks have scored 30-plus points in nine straight games. I'm guessing they're going to make it 10 against this Rams offense, or against this Rams team. And the Rams are going to have to go punch for punch with them the whole game, which means I think they're going to be passing a lot. The Buccaneers have a ridiculously awesome run defense, so I don't think that... Uh, McVay, I don't think, is just going to be like, I'm going to slam my head against a wall for 17 times in this game. I think he's just going to be like, hey, we're going to pass the hell out of it. We're going to exploit this, and we're going to go for it. Stafford, in week one, at 321 yards. Week two, 278. So, yeah, I can kind of understand where this 302 number comes from. Um, But I'm just going the over because I think this is going to be one of those games where it's just offense, like haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. And I think that the the Rams' offense has it in them. Craig, did Brother Sean tell you he was not going to slam his head against the ball 17 times? Brother Sean did tell me that, yeah. (laughs) Over, under 17 head slams. Under. Way under. Yeah. 
This one is a little tough, but you know, the shootout potential, I mean, every team that's played the Bucks so far, you essentially have to abandon the run. It's yeah. just too good of a yes. run defense. It's what yes. Dallas did and Dak threw for what it was at 400 yards. So this does feel like it's going to be a shootout. I misspoke. The Chiefs Chargers game is the second highest total of the week. This game is the highest total of the week at 55 and a half on FanDuel. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if everything goes according to plan in terms of how everyone is proje projecting this game, Brady and Matt Stafford will probably have over 300 passing yards. So I'm certainly not going to go against my boy, Sean. So I'm, I'm in. <laughs> Here's a small amount of context. Matt Ryan, have you guys seen his arm? Matt Ryan went for 300 last week. Just, just throwing that out there. I agree with what Craig said about teams abandoning the run against the Bucs because they're so strong on the interior. And then you throw in, we don't know if Daryl Henderson practiced today for the Rams. It's, it's Thursday afternoon feel like he's not going to play this weekend with the rib injury. Mm -hmm. Sony Michelle doesn't really seem to have a role. Like, like I, it, it just see, I, I agree. I, I feel like this is a, just a pass for a second, third down game for the Rams. So let's do it. Stafford over 300. Woo. Wow. Yeah. No dissent in this pod. This is a group chat. Group chat. This is me. Why? This is not like sharks. We're just like, um, minnows. I was going to say like whale sharks where you just open your mouth. Like we're just kicking all the grill. <laughs> I was out on Mooney. We were both out on Mooney. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Don't forget. Don't forget. All right, Heifetz. Uh, I got Calvin Ridley under 83 receiving yards. Is this the first under we did today? Yes. That's irresponsible because, geez, generally unders win more than overs. So, like, that's it's human, though, you know? I hit, I said Jameis Winston under 228. So oh, yeah. there you go. You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Life's too short to bet the under, except, you know, they win more because Vegas <laughs> knows that no one likes to bet the under. So that's why I'm taking the under at Calvin Ridley. It's 83. Betting against Calvin Ridley sounds stupid. Having said that, the Falcons offense has not looked good so far. Calvin Ridley, not at 83 yards yet. Going against James Bradbury. Say what you want about the Giants. James Bradbury's a very good cornerback. The Giants defense did not look great last week, but they've had 10 days to prepare. It's just high. 83 is like Tyreek Hill's over-unders are in the 80s. Devontae Adams' over-unders are in the 80s. DeAndre Hop, well, he's hurt this week, so I don't think there's any figures in Hopkins. But like 83 is like the elite of the elite receivers. And Ridley, like fantasy, like maybe is there. But like the Falcons have not, like, Calvin Ridley's not looked as dependable as Devontae or like Tyreek Hill this season. It's just like, it's just a high number to get to. This offense just isn't there yet for me. Like I don't. I think that it's just a, an inflated number and a, in a bad matchup. Like I'll take the under on that. That's fine. I'm on the fence about this one because I don't know. I'm like still trying to figure out if I'm absolutely out on the Falcons' offense or not. They've looked pretty bad. And and going back to the preseason, I've been like anti Falcons vibes. Like the vibes have just been terrible around this offense. Um, Matt Ryan's arm might be toast at this point. He might be like Roethlisberger level and. You know, I think, you know, the defense for the Giants is actually pretty solid. Can so, I put this number in context for what, how big 83 is? Because I think <laughs> you're thinking about Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Can I put 83 yards in context? Tyreek Hill over under this week is 78. I know, that is crazy. Kelsey's 88. Keenan Allen is 78. You know what I mean? Like, like that 83 is like much bigger than it sounds. Yeah. And the only thing I, so here's the thing that's holding me back. Did you? There was one point last week. I someone pointed this out on Twitter where Calvin Ridley literally like threw up his hands in disgust because uh, Matt Ryan threw the ball over his head. And I'm thinking there might be some squeaky wheel narrative happening this week with Ridley and Matt Ryan. So for that reason, I'm out. That's fair because I, I pitched the entire Kenny Galladay thing on squeaky wheel, so that's okay. <laughs> if you go, if you look at his games without Julio last year, the second half of the season: 90, 108, 124, 163, 130, 52. It was with a different head coach and a different offense. I think the coach is better now. Based, not, not yet. I don't know. And the James Bradbury thing, I was listening to Ian Hart. It's on PFF. And he was talking about how Bradbury uh, thrives more against bigger corners or bigger receivers. I think that I was on that pod, Craig. Yeah, it was the, not that one. But <laughs> oh, maybe. That I, one? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just flexing on us right now. <laughs> wait, did DK just wait so much to be like, that was my podcast? Of, no, wait, but it's it just funny just... that you said I was listening to Ian Harditz. I was listening to Ian and only Ian, not Danny, who was on the same pod. It was not the one that you were on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. What just happened? <laughs> just all right. Kidding, the three man. of us. All right. 
to be clear, what just happened is Craig was referencing a pro football focus pod that DK just went on. And apparently DK was so excited to be like, my episode. I can't believe you were just ready to pounce right there. Um, it was funny. Anyway, yeah, it was funny. It's funny. It's big hat. It's funny hat. It's, funnier. it's bigger than a normal hat. Uh, <laughs> Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. <laughs> All right. Ian Harditz was talking about how James Bradbury has, has more success against bigger receivers. He can body right, them right. like Cortland Sutton in week one who didn't have a great game because he can like get physical with them. But against more shifty route runner guys like last week against Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin had 11 catches for 107 yards. Ridley definitely falls in the category of the shifty route running savant the route type technician. of guy. Yeah, he's only yeah. like 180 pounds or whatever, 185. And I, I do believe that it's coming for Ridley. He's extremely talented. This is the easiest defense they've faced probably this year. Or, you know, it's it's not the Bucs. Uh, I, I, I think I'm staying away. I, I, I'm out. I like how we're both ignoring the I guess under. it's just, but like, to We're be like, clear. no, I can't bet an under. Come on. I can't <laughs> I'm bet just, an under. I'm just going to throw this out again. <laughs> <laughs> Devontae Adams is, is four yards more than this. <laughs> Tyree Kill is five yards less. Just want to throw that out. If it's come back to us when you have something better, come on. Okay. All right. Fine. Up your game. All right, Up Sharks. Your game. You know what? You know what? I, I they're, they're out, but you know it's okay. Like I, you know what? I really believe in my company, and I'm really excited to maintain equity. And you know what? We have outside investors, so like I, I have plenty of opportunities, and it's I'm just really grateful for the opportunity and love to be on the show. I'm a huge fan. So really, just getting the opportunity to be in front of these two was just you know that was all worth it in the end. Mm. Yeah. I, if you were in Shark Tank, they would have cut that. They'd have been like, all right. Loser, get out of here. <laughs> but it's good enough to make this pod, I guess. So, <laughs> Okay, Heifetz, uh, don't let the fact that DK and I just shit on your under influence my next bet um, and how you feel about it. I'm taking Justin Fields over 43 and a half rushing yards. Mm. Sharks, he ran the ball 10 times uh, last week and he didn't play the full game. He played 65% of the snaps and he ran the ball 10 times. For context, only six other quarterbacks have 10 or more rushing attempts in both games combined this year. He did it 10 times in one game <laughs> in 65% of the snaps. He did it for 31 yards. Even if this game is kind of ugly and the Browns shit on the Bears, I still like him running for over 43 and a half yards. He holds onto the ball a lot. Uh, if, if this turns into him scrambling because he misses a read or he doesn't like his first read and he just his, his next choice is to scramble after that. Um, I like that a lot. 21% of the Bears rushing attempts last week were designed for fields. That's like elite numbers. That's like Jalen Hurts numbers. So I love that. 43 and a half on what I think is going to be more than 10 rushes out of fields feels feels like a good bet to me, Sharks. My only concern is that this is such a weirdly bad matchup for Fields to like. Obviously, look, obviously, look, Fields runs a four four that's faster than Allen Robinson or David Montgomery. Like it's he's and he's huge. Like it's an incredible. He's going to be a good runner. My only concern is like the Browns have such absurdly athletic defensive ends, like Miles Garrett and Clowney, two of the most athletic dudes. Like the whole cliche about the NFL is that like college quarterbacks who are fast come in and guess what? The defensive ends are fast. Well, Miles Garrett and Clowney are as athletic as it freaking gets at the position. I'm a little concerned the whole idea of like the read option. You got to, you know, well, if the defensive end cuts in, you take it out. And the defensive end goes out, you cut it. Doesn't super work against those two dudes specifically, Clowney and Garrett. That's my only fear with the 43. What do you think, DK? Or Craig? Well, why did you bet the over? Why did you agree with DK's bet about Patrick Mahomes hitting the over on rushing yards against the Browns in week one, which he did? Gotcha. That's different because Mahomes <laughs> is Patrick Mahomes and threw 50 touchdowns in 2018. He's like, if like Patrick Mahomes is an incredible pocket passer, Justin Fields making his first career start. The Browns are sitting there and like, well, don't let him beat us with the running. Obviously make fields pass. You can't just look at Patrick. Like the bears, the Browns would rather Patrick Mahomes run than throw it to Tyree killer. Kelsey fields. They're just sitting there like, don't let them zone read us. That's like the number one priority for the Browns. I, I think last year or last week, you, sided with DK for Tyrod Taylor over on the rushing yards versus the Browns too. Yeah, so because this is the third the straight week that's we're doing scrambling. It. <laughs> that's I scrambling this. and a pass rush. It's different when I would say like not letting fields run against you is the primary emphasis. But even if it's just scrambles, I mean, 20% design runs, like even if you cut that in half and it's 10% of the runs are designed, you don't think he's going to scramble for 30, 40 yards in a, in a, as a rookie know. in his I, first game? 
What do you think? I guess I'm just, I'm not saying it's a bad bet. I'm just saying, what do you think DK considering the Browns are probably going into this being like, this is our number one thing. It's not laying fields run. What do you think DK? Yeah, I, I like this bet. I'm on the fence a little bit because, um, sometimes almost to a fault fields holds the ball in the pocket and like tries to let his guys come open and like wait for the play to develop and all that. That was like one of the big knocks coming in to the, to the league in the draft. And one of the reasons I guess that he fell a little bit in the draft is like that processing speed where he's just kind of sitting in the pocket and, and wait, waiting for the routes to come open or whatever uh, against a, a defense like this, that could lead to a lot of sacks that could obviously hurt, you know, the ability for them to string together drives, all that stuff. However, I do think he's special as a runner. Like he, yeah. like Fitz, you mentioned it, four four. This dude is special as a runner. He's like, he's like a mini Cam Newton, but faster. Yeah, I guess it only takes a couple of jukes to like actually hit this number, doesn't so, it? I was just thinking of it as like the Browns are all week being like practicing zone read, whereas they're not doing that with Tyra. But you're, yeah, you're probably so. Right. At, at the end of the day, one of the reasons I'm aggressively starting Fields this week is his rushing floor, and I think he's going to have. I mean, honestly. Like 50 plus, I'd still probably take the over because he's, I think he's going to be scrambling. I think they're going to have design runs for him. And even against a good defense like this, I think he's still going to get free. And bottom line, you know, same exact reasoning I had for the last two weeks. I love that we're doing this th the third straight week against the Browns defense. They're going to flush him out of the pocket and he's going to take off and he's going to need to do things on his own. Um, and, you know, I think that ultimately is just going to lead to that rushing floor. So that's why I like him in fantasy. That's why I like this over bet is because that floor, the foundation um, is going to be there for him in, in this offense and against any defense, really. For those reasons, I am in. Mr. Heifetz? I mean, I've, I've been talking Justin Fields for five months. I'm not going to get out now. I'm in. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Group chat. Group chat. On that note about Fields, long shot bets, this shocked me. Justin Fields, any time to score a touchdown is two to one, which I, I had take. that written down as well. That's a surprising value. I really like that one. You know, it's a better one. Well, not a better, but a, a good one, solid good one is Justin Fields, two, two touchdowns anytime. And that's 19 to one. Oh, wow. That is really good. <laughs> that's fun. Spicy. So, if it's that's your long shot, Justin Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields' first touchdown scorer is twelve to one. There's all kinds of good rushing, like Fields rushing props this week. A lot of goodies. TK, what's your long shot? All right, so my long shot. We've kind of already covered this, but Daniel Jones anytime touchdown. It's plus three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, that's why I was gonna. I was, I was muting it. <laughs> Motherfucker, it was that's just, why I've been doing it. It was. I feel like I should keep that one. You took the video. You turned off your video, but not your audio. Because so that's Craig said like to leave the, the audio on. A picture. Yeah, but I don't know sneezing. why you have to turn off the video. It's okay if we see you cough. <sighs> okay, whatever. Fine, you can watch it too. We're all human. I'm gonna keep that cough, so people are gonna hear that one. All right. Back to Daniel Is this Jones. just so people know, like, you can go back and be like, look at all the other thousand coughs I edited out. It's like proof. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. yeah. You're right. welcome. Uh, all right. So Daniel Jones. Last week, he had nine rushes, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Plus, that, in that included another rushing touchdown. I think that got called back. He had another rushing touchdown in week one. It really does kind of feel like they're embracing his ability to change the math as a runner. I don't know if that necessarily translates to a rushing touchdown every single game, but I think the opportunity is there. I think he's fast. I think he's sneaky fast, if you will. I know that's a cliche, but he is sneaky fast. We've talked about this. Like defenses, it's not a cliche. To, it's a it's a trope about white players. Defenses don't seem to be. <laughs> Jesus, yes, okay. I'm just saying, it's loud. <laughs> white guys aren't fast. They're just sneaky fast. <laughs> just like, sneaky means fast, even though he's white. That's what sneaky means. <laughs> I mean, the man is fast, is what I'm saying, and I don't know. It just all—it only takes one play. So I'm I'm going on that one, and I like that one. Um, I think they they're just not going to be prepared again for it. Plus, it's the Falcons. Who knows? Hi, Fitz. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked <laughs> oh, about yeah. this a lot. I mean, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Don't Daniel Jones's rushing touchdowns kind of feel like failing upward, like embodied? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Every zone read where it works, you're like, what? It's he's so bad they didn't account for it happening and it works. I don't know. And it's just gonna happen every the week. The scheme is sound, you guys. The scheme is sound. He said about Jason Garrett's offense. I'm betting the Falcons this week. Can we clip DK saying the scheme is sound? 
and we just like <laughs> play that in a loop every time Jason Garrett does anything dumb ever yeah. again. Yeah, the scheme no, is. I'm sound. talking about read option. The read option thing is just not like it's not a gimmick. It's sound. It makes it makes the defender wrong no matter what happens. Okay. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! My special prop of the week. It's Tom Brady to throw two-plus touchdowns and the Bucks to win. You, you can get that as a package, as a special prop on Ooh. FanDuel. It's plus 134. So I'll read that again. Tom Brady to throw two or more touchdowns and the Bucks to win plus 134. So the money line on this game, the Bucks are minus 126 to win straight up. So that no spread. That just means if you think the Bucks are going to win, you have to lay a little cash. Minus 126. They're the favorite to win the game. But here's my thing. If you just think they're going to win, Tom Brady is going to throw two or more touchdowns if they're going to win. So you're essentially just getting uh, an odds boosted money line. You're going from minus 126 to plus 134 just to pick the Bucks to win. Tom Brady's thrown two or more passes in a two or more touchdown passes in a game in every game since week nine last year. This is essentially <laughs> just a, a money line odds boost. And I love it. Right now the Bucs are favored by a point and a half. I think it's gonna be a close game, but listen, like if you think the Bucs are going to win, might as well use this bet because you're getting plus odds rather than minus odds. I love this. This is smart. I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. I really like... So, first of all, love this. Let's do this. Put my I'm backing behind you on this. I really liked the Tom Brady and Matt Stafford over-under on touchdown passes is two and a half. I like mm -hmm. the over-under on both of those, too. But this one is better because it's only two. Yeah, two plus. That's nice. I mean, I guess it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> Because he can't pass, a half, can't pass a half a touchdown. But, you know, still. No, it does make a difference. A huge difference. Oh, it's two plus. Oh. Two plus. Yeah, it's, it, two is not a push. Two is successful. Got it. Okay, pretty so, good. yes, that does make sense. Sorry, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. So, Craig, you want to recap all those bets? Yeah, sure. So, the Sharks, we bet on. Jameis Winston under 228 passing yards from DK. I'll just do them by, by person. DK likes Jameis under 228 passing. He likes Darnell, Movie, Darnell Mooney over 43 and a half receiving. And he likes Matt Stafford over 302 and a half passing. Heifetz likes Kenny Galladay over three and a half catches. He likes Melvin Gordon over 10 and a half carries. And he likes Calvin Ridley under 83 receiving yards. For me, I like Saquon over 20 and a half receiving yards. Mike Williams over 66 and a half receiving yards. Justin Fields over 43 and a half rushing yards. For our long shots, DK likes Daniel Jones anytime touchdown. Heifetz likes Justin Fields anytime touchdown. And I like Tom Brady to throw for two or more touchdowns in the Bucks to win. Boom. Bad quarterbacks league. Again, plenty of leagues where good quarterbacks are good. We wanted a league where bad quarterbacks were good. So points, yards, completions, all negative. Interceptions, fumbles, positive. Zach Wilson, unbelievable pick for me last week. Doubled my money a couple weeks in a row. Just betting against Zach Wilson. He's gone well for me. So how it works, there's uh, five tiers, six tiers? Oh, my goodness. Six I'm tiers. Forgetting. Six tiers six. of quarterbacks. And you have to pick one quarterback per tier. Tier one is all the bad ones. Tier six is all the good ones. We're going to go through each tier. We're going to pick which ones we got. Takes advantage of quarterback tiers, if you get get it. Tiers taking advantage of real oh, tiers. Oh, wow. That's actually funny. I actually didn't put that's that together. Actually, this, this is usually how I like to have people respond to my jokes. That's actually funny. I, I was surprised you could hear it in my voice. <laughs> you know, that's actually funny. <laughs> that was actually funny, DK. Wow. Okay. Anyway. With that said, that was awkward. All right. Tier one. I'm going to go through all the... Zach Wilson at Denver. Jacob Eason at Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence against the Cardinals. Jacoby Brissett against the Raiders. There's some juicy ones in here. Yeah. Mason Rudolph and or Ben Roethlisberger against the Bengals. And then if Eason doesn't play Wentz against the Titans. Let's like leave out the juiciness of like whether Eason or Wentz starts. Who are you picking here, DK? Uh, I went with Jacob Eason. And so part of the reason I did this, and this is probably like hedging too much. You really want to just go for the gusto more likely, but he might not even play because apparently uh, Brett Hundley is taking starters reps in practice like this week. We don't know what Wentz's situation is. Um, it, there's talk that they might alternate. I don't like. I don't know what the hell is going on with this Colts offense. Um, so basically, you know, if you've played this the last couple of weeks, a lot of times these guys can really screw you over if they have a good game because it's like negative thirty points. Well, for the purposes of this, though, let's say that whoever you pick is going to play. 
Let's say that the guys yeah. that aren't playing get eliminated from the field. Well, this is why I think it's brilliant is Jacob Eason's not good. And so if he does play, <laughs> positive points. If he doesn't play, zero. And I'm happy. Say, and I'm moving on. I agree. I would say any of these Colts players are in a terrible spot. I don't care if the Titans defense is bad. Wentz with two sprained ankles, Jacob Eason or um, Hunley. Like, I, Brett Hunley, yeah. That's, yeah, that works for me. What about you, Craig? I'm taking Mason Rudolph, who I don't think is going to play. I think Ben is going to play. And even if Mason Rudolph does, Mason Rudolph's terrible. The, you know, you want to know what happened? They're playing the Bengals. Last time he played the Bengals, he had 85 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. <laughs> I disagree. I think I think Mason Rudolph will straight up make the Steelers' offense better because they're in no man's land right now where it's like Roethlisberger wants to do what Roethlisberger wants to do. Matt Canada wants to do his offense. I think Rudolph running one offense will actually be better than Roethlisberger kind of freestyling. I'm so out on Mason Rudolph. Have you watched him play quarterback? <laughs> Unfortunately, he's, he's not good. I won't give you that. I'm not saying he's good. I'm saying he'll be better. It's a low bar. Okay. So we're basically taking Colts and Craig's basically taking. Wait, who did you All have, right. I agree. I'm Jacob Eason. Oh, All right. Tier two. All right. Justin Fields against the Bears. Jameis Winston against the Patriots. Wow. I just said that out loud. That's crazy. Taylor Heineke <laughs> against the Bills. Mac Jones against the Saints. Jared Goff against the Ravens. I'm just going to take Jameis against Bill Belichick. That was easy. Yeah, same. same. <laughs> we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one. No discussion needed there. Tier three. Matt Ryan against the Giants. Joe Burrow against the Steelers. Baker against the Bears. Jimmy G against the Packers. Danny Dimes against the Falcons. This screams Burrow. I'm going yep. Burrow because that offensive line versus defensive line matchup seems really, really not great for the Bengals. Completely agree. All right, unanimous. We've got a group chat. All right, tier four. Tannehill against the Titans, Matt Stafford against the Bucks, Derek Carr against the Dolphins, Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets, and Kirk Cousins against the Seahawks. This is tough. This is a tough tier. I went with Derek Carr, and I think I'm just kind of trying to go against the grain because Carr is like two two really strong games. He's real hot right now. Um, that Derek Carr is so hot right now. I mean, he's just he's playing out of his mind. Derek Carr so the hot right now. Derek Dolphins Carr. just got annihilated. So I'm like just going against the grain completely here, hoping that things work out. The Dolphins' defense is better than they looked last week against the Buffalo Bills. And I think Derek Carr, bless his heart, bless like he's done great this year. But I think regression could be coming. I mean, you just I did know. a bless your heart on the guy who leads the NFL in passing yards? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saved those for Jacob Eason. This is a I'm just going for the gusto on like the opposite here. I'm 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 playing. You know? It's like week one when Rodgers was like the top scorer. You're just like, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm zagging. Exactly. I'm going to go. Exactly. I'm also going to zag here. I'm going to take Matt Stafford because they're playing the best defense in the league. It's not like Stafford is exactly risk averse. Like the guy likes to sling it and he doesn't run. And you need turnovers in order to earn points in this league. And somebody like Teddy Bridgewater gets the Jets. He, he may not. Uh, you know, be as good as Matt Stafford. He may be a worse quarterback than Matt Stafford and better in theory, but the guy doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Um, he can scramble it a little bit. Like, I don't think Stafford's going to run. I think Stafford could throw two picks and have, you know, 250 yards and one touchdown if it doesn't go well, which would net you some positive points. So I'm going to go with Stafford. This would hurt my over, but yes. DK, yeah. did you think about Kirk Cousins against the Seahawks here? I did not. I did not. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to. I'm not. A, I'm not very trustworthy of my favorite team. <laughs> you going sense. Tannehill? I'm going Tannehill. Like, I get what you're saying, but like, I don't know. Tannehill just hasn't looked good. Going Ryan. Yeah. All okay. right. Tier five. Herbert against the Chiefs. My dad just texted me saying <laughs> um, he's sorry he didn't do his homework for this pod. That's okay. <laughs> well, tell me to be prepared for props. Okay. Say apology not accepted. Yeah. God damn it, Dad. All right, no tier excuses. five. Herbert against the Chiefs. Rodgers against the Niners. Josh Allen against Washington. Brady against the Rams. Another tough tier. Another tough tier. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do, Craig? Aaron Rodgers. I like it. I'm going Herbert against the Chiefs. I'm going to Herbert. Herbert? Yeah. Why'd you do Herbert? You know, there's a lot of reasons, but I just think you guys went contrarian too early. I think you got to go contrarian with the <laughs> good quarterback first. It's probably true, yeah. Also, like... He's made some rookie mistakes. He's like feeling out what's actually doable. Yeah. Not I rookie, mean, this is impossible. You know I, mean. I don't, I think Josh Allen's going to have a big week. His running upside is huge. Brady, I'm done betting against. Yep. I don't know. The Niners have a good defense. I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it's really hard. I'm just, I'm just picking Rodgers just because I think he might have a, a normal game. I went with Josh Allen just because he's so volatile. He's like one of the most volatile 
quarterbacks like it just I, I know but that he last runs. year last he year he was so, so last year he was so efficient and so like almost mistake free. However, this year it's just it's been a little rougher. He hasn't looked quite as sharp. I think that their offense overall is going to be fine, but this Washington defense is pretty solid, especially our front four. So that's kind of why I went with Allen. But yeah, you're right. He does run a lot, so that that could hurt my chances. But I feel like I've come into this every week with logic, and it hasn't worked for me. So this week I'm going illogical. Okay. Logic overrated, according to Danny Kelly. All right. Tier six, Lamar Jackson against the Lions, Kyler against the Jags, Mahomes against the Chargers, Russ against the Vikings. What do you guys think? I'm going with Lamar. Same. He's got a hip injury. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going with Kyler Murray. He's been the nope. number one quarterback in fantasy each of the first two weeks, and they're playing the shitty Jags. Mahomes is another tough bet, regardless of who he plays. Has not had a bad week yet. And Russ, I mean, hasn't had a turnover he has, you know, what is it, seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns in his first two weeks. They're playing Minnesota, who's been getting shredded. I, I'm taking Lamar because, you know, maybe they run in a couple plays without him and they get up big and they just kind of coast and his hip hurts and they pull him in the fourth. I mean, I, I echo everything you just said. I went with Lamar. Also, can we talk about how he hurt himself doing a back a front flip into the end zone? <laughs> can, we, can we stop doing flips into the end zone, everybody, please? For the love that of should God. be a taunting flag if, if the NFL really wants to step it up a notch. <laughs> this is like, I've always felt like a Jewish mother when I'm like, don't flip, you could hurt yourself, Lamar. <laughs> but like, he did, didn't he? Your mother was right. <laughs> but he did. But he did. Yeah. Do you think him and Harbaugh have a conversation about that or no? Yeah, he's probably like, hey, man, don't do that. Harbaugh was like, <laughs> don't flip, Lamar. You could hurt yourself. You could hurt yourself. Oh, my God. Your skin and bones. Okay. Enough of that. All right. I think that's all we got. Mm-hmm. Get better, Heifetz. Hope you feel better, man. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> all right. No, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Okay. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, everyone who slogged through that with my slogginess. Thank you, Lorne. Thank you, Lorne. Thank you, Craig, for editing um, all that. Thank you, Charlie Crockett. DK just just fucking allergic to mentioning somebody current. <laughs> what? No, this is this guy is current. Is he? Yeah. Who Look the fuck up. is Charlie DK's Charlie a father. <laughs> don't be like. Don't I found ask him. DK to. What's he going to do? Shout out Olivia Rodrigo. He's a father of a child. Yeah, like, what, not, what is? I don't listen to that. Yo. Yo, I just typed him in on Google. Get this. He is a distant relative of Davy Crockett. Shut up. Do you know I almost yep. said that as a joke? And I was like, don't be an idiot. That's amazing. <laughs> he is. Uh, I found him on the... So Spotify has this thing called Discover Weekly. It's dope. And I'm not just saying that because this is a Spotify podcast. Uh, it's really good. I've been listening to that for years now. It's like basically the algorithm of like all the things you listen to. And then it like gives you this example of... 20 songs that you should listen to. Anyway, I found it on there and it's good. Check it out. All right. Craig was debating. I could see Craig debating whether he should tell DK that everyone already knows about it or not. <laughs> Craig was like, I'm going to let him have this. Not everybody doesn't know about no, it. No, you're right. Not Come on. Sorry, DK. I appreciate your answer. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>